if I don't get hung up in chapter 1. Do you ever get excited about reading the Bible? I sure hope you're, you're not like some of those Christians who just say, well, Lord, talk to me today and just hold your Bible. You know, I may, I'm not going to ask a show of hands how many people have done that, but just let it fall open. And, you know, you do that, you may be sorry if you think that's God speaking. You might read in Judas went and hung himself. Uh, you, you, you may get something or get, get something in the book of open up to Leviticus and then you're really in trouble trying to find out what God's trying to tell you in the book of Leviticus. But we don't work that way. God's word is inspired to speak to us. And we, that's why we pray before we read. We pray for the inspiration of the Spirit to speak to us. The book is a living, breathing book. This is not like regular old book. It is an anointed book of God. It's the Word of God. The Holy Spirit breathed upon it. It's a living Word. And I don't know when I read it, it's just it's suddenly like it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, forgive me, I just had this picture in my head. I don't know if I really ought to say this or whatever, but, you know, I feel like it's alive! It's alive! You know, I'm not going to refer where I got that from, but the, uh, it is alive. It's alive. It's living. It's living. It's living. Amen. And I tell you what, uh, if you're feeling dead on the inside, my prescription to you is to read the Bible. Every day, read, read. Get your dose of Bible. Get your dose of the Word of God and prayer. Praise God. Revelation chapter 1, I'm going to continue to share a little bit on make up your mind. And this is coming from an odd place. I'm going to the back of the of the Bible, to the last chapter or the last book, and it's it's certainly not the least important. It's a powerful word for us to uh, pay attention to, especially nowadays. Revelation chapter one, verse one through twelve. Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Touch us, anoint us, God. I know, Lord, I got something I'm going to say. But Lord, as your people are looking at your word and reading your word, while I'm reading it, God, you may have another message for them. That you may speak to them in another way. I just want you to receive the glory and to speak to us, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we honor and reverence and thank you for your word. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things he saw. So when John began to write, he began, let me tell you, John was not the revelator he was the recorder Jesus is the revelator and he's telling John what to say but then we also find scripture too the father's telling the son what to say approval of the father telling the son the son then telling Jesus telling John to record this so this is very important directly from the throne of God and it says here to and then John says, I'm going to record this to the testimony of Jesus Christ, whom I know and I bear witness to the word of God. And to all things, he says, that I saw. I saw this. I got to write this down. 
the Lord's told me to write it. I'm going to write it. And this is a word for us. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. For the time is near. The time is near. Return your neighbor and say, the time's near. Now, don't just tell them. Be sure and tell other people when you leave this place, the time is near. Jesus is coming back. The rapture is going to take place very soon. The time is near. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who, who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and forever. Amen. Let it be settled. Amen. John says, I'm really, I just imagine as he began to write, it's, oh my goodness, I just, I can't say enough about Jesus and I can't talk enough about what he's done for us. This is so important. This is a, a, a weighty letter, a message to, I'm going to perform what God wants me to do because this is powerful and to him and to give glory unto God. I just felt like, I just believe before he wrote down amen, he probably was just shaking all over. Because of the anointing. I can sense the anointing that must have been going through here. And this is, this is what he wrote. He said, Behold, he's coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. He said, Jesus coming back, and even those who have denied him and put him down, and have pierced him and nailed him on the cross. And the culture of today, oh, today, of a culture of today that laughs and mocks and says there are many gods, not just one. To the pressures of our culture today, I want to listen. I want to tell you this: they may cancel out Donald Trump, and they may very well cancel out me, but they will never be able to cancel Jesus Christ. Though they want to deny and put down, they will never. Why? Because there's a day of reckoning, and John's talking about that, that when he comes to judge this world, not the rapture, judge the world, he, the world's going to see him coming in the clouds. And the sky's going to open up, and they're going to see the glory and the power and the majesty of God as he's going to judge this planet. So governments abroad and around the world, look out. He's coming back. And you should look out because he's offered for a millennial opportunity of salvation and forgiveness. And he's offered him his very self for this. Why he's talking about the blood of Christ. It cleanses that look out world. Here he comes. He's going to come. And the world's going to behold him. And those who have mocked him, those who want to cancel him, those who decided to make idolatry of, by worshiping them, their, their selves and their pleasures of this life, they're going to see and behold 
And they're going to cry out at that time. I'm adding to this, but really I, I can't because it's in Scripture. They're going to cry that the stones fall upon them and the rocks hide them because they're going to behold Jesus and his glory and power. This is the judgment. This is when he's going to judge this earth. Let me get back on to my subject, okay? Oh, I feel, don't you feel the heaviness? Well, we should feel heavy about this. This is heavy news. This is the truth. Hallelujah. And this ought to encourage the saint of God because it means our big God is going to take care of us. Our big God who's going to judge this world will take care of us right now and provide for us. Praise the Lord. I feel, really felt the Lord in that. He says, and says here, even so. <laughs> Did you see how he wrote that in there? I just now noticed that the, the, the two words there. John says, even so. Okay. Let it happen. Bring it on, Jesus. Bring it on. Even so, Lord. Even so, Lord. That's what it says. Even so, amen. Amen. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. As he ended the book. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Even so. See, this is where our faith should be at that even so level. Even so, Lord. No, rapture take place. Even so, Lord. If you, have, if you have hesitation and reservation about the rapture, maybe you need to make your reservations to leave this world. Maybe if you're scared or you don't want to hear. I've heard Christians say, I don't want to hear about the rapture. It upsets me. If it upsets you, maybe you need to rethink and think, why am I upset and worried? Is it because the people are going to be left behind? Or am I sure I'm going to go? That's some, that's some sobering thoughts there. But even so, even so, Lord, even with the judgment, let it come. Let it come. God can give us that kind of confidence and peace. He's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us. Even so, Lord, even so, amen. Then, in quotation marks, Jesus saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. You know, a lot of people, they, they want to, uh, they, they worship the was Jesus. The was Jesus, because really Jesus isn't for the now, but he is for the now. Uh, people back in December, they celebrated the was Jesus. They need to celebrate the now Jesus, and is to come Jesus. Uh, to know that he lives forever, he's not a history lesson. He's not. He is. He was. He is. And he's coming again. He, he was. He is. And he's the future forevermore. Praise the Lord. Glory be his name. Glory be his name. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, both your brother and companion in tribulation and kingdom, and patience of Jesus Christ. John's including something here. Hey, I feel compelled to kind of go a little bit word for word here for a moment. I got something going here, but this is, I just feel like it's coming up at me. It says here, I, John, both your brother and companion, companion in tribulation and kingdom and patience. You know, a lot of people, he's not talking about the great tribulation where God's going to judge this world after the rapture takes place. But he's talking about what Jesus said. 
He said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So he says, I'm going to be your companion, brother and sister. John was saying, brother and sister, companion in tribulation, companion in the kingdom, companion in patience. I think we've been going through something lately that I think some of us have realized that we are brothers and sisters in tribulation and in patience and in the kingdom of God. Isn't it wonderful to have each other in Christ and that knowing that if we're going through a tribulation, there's others going through it too, and we're going to go through it together, and we're going to be victorious over it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. COVID-19 or whatever COVID wants to come around, the Lord has given us victory. The Lord has given us victory. The Lord, listen, if we are in this world or we get taken out of this world, we have the victory. So COVID, we got the victory over you in the name of Jesus Christ. COVID-19 or COVID-119, we've got victory over this in the name of Jesus Christ. How many here agree with me? Raise your hand and give me a wave and say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I have victory. I have victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, I have victory. Hallelujah. I know that that thing is real. It's pretty evident. People have died. and God help us. It breaks my heart of the deaths and the loss and the calamity and everything. I know that people in this church have been sick at different ones at different times with the COVID-19. I know that it's real and it's terrible. But see, I, you, and, you and I got an edge. We happen to know also the one who was, who is, and is to come. We just happen to know that... God exists forevermore and that he's given us victory over all things through his son Jesus Christ. If we got that in our knower, everything else that gets bombarded in our knower, this will reign supreme in our heart and our life. You got Jesus, you got everything. You have everything. Now, Both your brother, companion in tribulation, kingdom, and patience of Jesus Christ was on the isle that was called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. We're going to find ourselves on a rocky island. We may find ourselves being exiled. Nobody likes me. Everybody's unfriended me. They're saying bad things about me on Facebook because I'm a Christian. They're avoiding me at the workplace. They're mocking and laughing at me because, oh, you're one of them. But you see, the thing is, is that though we're on the rocky island of Patmos, we're there for a reason. And John, while he was there, he knew that John got to the Isle of Patmos because of the word of God. And because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. Persecution is when things come against you for the name of Christ. Because you stand up for the word of God and for Jesus Christ. So if you're on the rocky Isle of Patmos. I want to encourage you and let you know that you're about ready to have a visitation of the Lord. If you're on that island because you have claimed and told the world that you're a Christian and you've been exiled you've been mar uh, mocked and marked and you've been canceled or whatever whatever may come up 
in the world now and into the future. Let me tell you, you rejoice on the rocky island of Patmos because you have suffered persecution for his name's sake. You're not getting persecuted because maybe you said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing, but that's not persecution, but persecution is when you tell someone, I'm a Christian, I don't do that. Uh, and they laugh at you and mock you. Persecution is when you go and share Jesus Christ and they'll say, oh, you believe in that garbage? And then they talk about you in the office. That's persecution. Persecution is when they come against you because of Jesus Christ. But revelation and blessing and encounter of God will come because you've been, you may have been exiled, but somebody's about ready to come to your island. Somebody's about ready to come and minister to you and talk to you in ways that you've never experienced before. The deeper we get into this, the deeper we get in with the Lord. I don't understand the world. You understand the world lately? I, don't, I think the world's losing its mind. I mean, I mean it. I mean, our grandma and grandpa's probably be turned over in their graves right now. What? They're doing what? They believe in what? And I'm feeling that way because I'm a grandpa. I'm not in the grave yet, but I'll tell you what. I'm saying, What? Because I've been around for a while, I don't understand. This is really getting out of sorts, but that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. Because the sky is about ready to open up. That's okay because there's going to be a trump that's going to sound. And Jesus Christ is going to come and take us out of this place. How many here are rejoicing because of the rapture? I want to tell you, you better start putting that in your mindset and think about the rapture. Don't worry about what's happened in the news media. Start looking into the good news and know that Jesus says, I'm coming back, and that he's coming back soon. Hallelujah. He's coming, man. Amen. Come on. Even so, Lord. Even so. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. Even so, Lord. Even so, Lord. And then... Let me tell you what happens. He's on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Some, you know, the world's trying to press the spirit right out of you. Trying to push it right out of you. Try to make you feel defeated and down in the dumps. But the thing is, is that God's given us the Holy Ghost, given us the spirit. And that we can be in the spirit on the Lord's day. You come to here today, everybody that comes to church now and goes to church are stepping out in faith. Because there are people who will look at you and tell you, you're crazy. You ought to be afraid. You ought to be worried about this. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. But you finally decide, you know what? You're going to walk in faith and believe in God. And you're going to praise his holy name. And that you made up your mind, as John said, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Now, the Lord's Day is a special day. The Lord's Day is that first day of the week. The Lord's Day is a celebration when Jesus came out of the tomb, and it was on a Sunday, and we've been worshiping on that day ever since. 
But isn't it so wonderful that, that John wasn't really in the place that most Christians would like to be in. He's in exile and he's on a rocky island and conditions are really bad and are deplorable. He's probably scrounging around trying to find something to eat. He's in a place of loneliness and desolation and couldn't see anything. Oh, if there just could be a shady palm tree somewhere. But it's just, it's a rocky island with hardly nothing living on it. And here he is by himself and isolated. But then he says this, he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He said, church is going on in me just the same. Worship still goes on no matter what, even if I can't make it to the temple, if I can't make it to the church, I can't get around God's people. If it has to be me and Jesus, then that's okay because when Jesus joins in, all the heavenly hosts join in too and you got a massive crowd and you talk about a mega church gathering that's when you have a mega church gathering <clears throat> mega church with mega heaven hallelujah he was in the spirit on the Lord's day he was in the spirit on the Lord's day he started getting elevated off that island. He started seeing and experiencing the Lord. And Jesus came to him and he had something to show him and tell him while he was on the rocky island of Patmos. Don't you cry over your circumstances and situation. The devil wants to beat you down. The devil wants to isolate you and say, you know, you, nothing good's going to happen to you. No, nothing good is going to occur in your life. It, just understand and say this. My worship is going to go on. My worshiping God is going to go on. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to worship him and glorify his holy name. And I'm going to get in the spirit on the Lord's day. How dare you say, Pastor, that you are going to be in the Spirit on the Lord's day? Well, I mean, Jesus said, or two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst. I plan on being in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Today. Next Sunday, Sunday after that, Sunday after that. I want, I want to be in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Because you know what? I need it. I need it so bad because I got all this junk that I'm dealing with just like you're dealing with it and some other stuff. You know, I got all this stuff and weight and confusion and trying to work it out with people and love people and people trying to love me. And I need to be in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Won't you get in the Spirit on the Lord's Day? There, there are people probably around you saying, I wish he or she would get in the Spirit on the Lord's Day coming to but look what we have getting in the spirit on the lord's day is being so much provided for us when the pandemic hit we went through months of having to look at a mevo camera and trying to have church thank god for 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 digital services that we have or be able to have thank god there are people watching right now on facebook live watching the service and joining in that's good but i tell you what i tried doing that stuff i have a hard time with that I really do with myself. It's just messages come up on my device. I get a ting here, a ting there, and next thing I know that, you know, I can only imagine what some of you parents went through. Trying, trying to watch a, a little service going on with a little device, and you've got all these other devices running around you. I want this. Can I have that? Can I? And they fight over everything. And next thing you know, the phone rings. There's stuff going on. There's TV on. There's distractions. There's stuff going on. It's hard. It's hard to be in the Spirit on the Lord's Day in that circumstance. 
I thank God that we utilize it. We use it as a point of connection. But we know and understand it's the best connection is what we're experiencing right now. Is when God's people get together. Look what happens in this place. I got to tell you, you will not be able really truly to sleep in this church. If you come to have a nap, you're not going to be able to take a nap. Because you're going to have Micah Bynum getting up and yelling in the microphone at the very beginning of the service. Then you're going to have worship going on, praying, praying loud, and worship music going on, praising God, glorifying God, and a whole lot of activity going on, stuff going on. You're not going to go to sleep. But what I see this as is this. God has given us an advantage. That when we come to the Lord's house on the Lord's day, and we come in with the right attitude to worship him and glorify his name then there's things going on all around us that's going to help us get into a mind of worship and to think of Jesus Christ and to help usher us into being in the spirit on the Lord's day I'm glad we have it I'm glad we have worship service I'm glad because I need it real bad and it's not because I need to have a bunch of people to talk to what I really need is being with the body of believers and joining together praying together testifying together, lifting up one another in the Lord. That's what the church is all about. And we can be in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Yeah. I mean, it's something important that he said it was the Lord's day. I mean, that's, why, did he, why would he say that? It's because it was the Lord's day. I don't know about you. Have you ever been in the Spirit on the Lord's day? Huh? You ever been in the spirit of the Lord's day? If something's staying in the way of you getting in the spirit right now, it's not of God. Push it aside. It can wait. Don't think about it. Don't ponder on it. But just open your heart right now to the Lord and let the spirit move in. Some of you are on the Isle of Patmos. You feel like you've been exiled and isolated. Nothing good's happening around you. You need to lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, I thank you, Lord, that on this island, I'm going to be in the spirit. And you're going to touch me on this day because I need your strength, oh God. Some of you go in the workplace and you're constantly, I got people in this church that are frontliners that deal with, uh, with the pandemic all the time. I got people now, uh, calls I've got about nursing homes and stuff and nursing home workers and they're concerned about all this stuff. I'm telling you, it is something to be concerned about. But in this world now that wants to isolate Judeo-Christian values and want to uh, criminalize those who want to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to lift our hands toward heaven and say, Lord, I need to be in your spirit. Guide me by your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Give me power. Give me strength. You need strength today? The Lord's got the strength. You need hope today? God has the hope. If you need joy today, God has the joy. There's joy in the Holy Ghost. There's peace in his presence. Presence. Lord of God. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a voice. A voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. You know what? Trumpets are really neat. I like listening to trumpet songs with trumpet. There aren't a lot of them, you know. A lot of praise and worship songs, they don't have it because it just doesn't seem to be mellow. It's, you know, trumpets just got that sound. You know, it just kind of breaks through, interrupts, startles. A trumpet startles. And here's John standing there. 
and the Lord has come to him and he sees and he sees and he's right and he says I was in the, on, in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet I, I heard a voice that was behind me oh I, I, I heard and received the force that was behind me to push me forward to help me I don't have enough strength oh God I'm on this island I don't know what I'm going to do but then I heard a voice as a trumpet behind me that startled me let me know that I'm behind you I won't forsake you I'll be with you and a trumpet that says I am the alpha a voice sounding as a trumpet saying I am the alpha and omega the first and the last hallelujah the first and the last if you're first and the last and you're everything else in the middle too you know it's the alpha and the omega the a and the z the of the greek alphabet it means he's all the other letters in between jesus christ will take care of us no matter what don't worry because you're on a rocky island just glorify god because the lord is about ready to use you and tell you something special You're about ready to get a revelation from God. That's what's happening in church age now. You know, right now with all this business going on, that's what's happening. We are in a place we don't want to be, and it's rocky, and it's in exile. But I'm telling you, God is about ready to give revelations to a church. And the revelation's going to be, go after my lost. Go after the ones who are lost. Believe in my word and signs and wonders will follow the believers. Because we were in the spirit on the Lord's day. And every day we're walking by the spirit and not by the flesh. A mature grown up church is going to rise up. And they're going to expect and speak the word of God no matter what. Don't shy away. People need the truth, don't they? Don't they? Does the truth hurt you? Raise your hand. Have you ever been hurt by the truth? Well, I'll tell you, sometimes we don't even like the truth. We don't want someone to tell us the truth, you know. We say, now, really, I've had people tell me, now, Pastor, be sure and tell me. You know, how do you, why do you think, what do you think? And I'm thinking, oh, what should I do? And it's like, I'm sitting here and I feel like all these, these different words flying around their head and thoughts, what am I going to, how am I, you know, what, what angle can I go on this without hurting, damaging, slapping them or anything, you know, with something that might tear them down, I want to build them up. And then the word of God goes through me telling me that I need to edify people, build them up and lead them in the Lord with patience and kindness and goodness and the fruit of the Spirit. But sometimes when we hear the truth, then there's about face in what we do. When we hear the truth, and the God will give you the truth about you if you're in the Spirit on the Lord's day. God will talk to you. He wants to talk to you. God is not a million miles away. He's talking to you now. He's talking to us now. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to uh, Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voices spoke with me. And having turned, I saw the seven golden lampstands. In the midst of the seven lampstands, one. I love it in capital letters. One. Is it in there verse 13? In that one like... 
Yeah? Yeah. One with the big O. One. Who's, who's one? Who's number one? Who's one? It, it's, it's Jesus. Jesus, like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his feet and girded about his chest with a golden band. Keep going. Play some more. I've got some more verses there. His head and hair were white like wool and white as snow, and his eyes were a flame of fire. Verse 15. His feet were like fine brass, and if it were fined in a furnace, and his voice is a sound of many waters. You know where Jesus is at? Do you know what Jesus is doing? He's, he's taking care of your candlestick. Now, I say you because I know there were seven lampstands and that represents the seven churches and the completeness of the church world. But you're the church. You're the church. And what is Jesus doing? He is busy in all his majestic way and glory. He is ministering and watching over the affairs of you and you. And watching over, making sure it's lit, making sure it's taken care of, maintenance, taking care of that. That's what Jesus is doing. He's busy doing it. You know what? It's just like our master to care that much about us. That really loves people. You know, Jesus really loves people. There are people that will tell you that they love you, but, you know, they really say from the side of their mouth. They don't really mean it. They just, it's just a nice gesture. But it's not a nice gesture with Jesus. It's the truth. Uh, love is as love does. And Jesus Christ has loved us to the the umpteen amount because he saved us, redeemed us, loved us while we were unlovable. And he's taking care of us. In these last days, that's exactly what he's doing. He's getting us ready. He's going to tell us the truth. I'm not going to have time to go through the letters. But I want you to pay close attention to Philadelphia and Laodicea. I want you to go home and read it. Oh, yeah, I'm giving you an assignment. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. There'll be a pop quiz next Sunday. Maybe sooner. Actually, yeah. Uh, you don't want me to give you a pop. I mean, you want me to give you a pop quiz. You don't want him to give you one. But that day's coming, you know. You know, Noah, I may run into you and say, Hey, Noah, how you doing, Noah? I'm doing great, Pastor. I can't fly as fast as you know it, but I'm going up. We're going up. We're going up out of here. The Lord loves you. He's not going to leave you in a mess. And then when he judges the world, he's not going to judge you. Because you tried and faithful and love him and serve him. You who are partakers of the grace of God. You who believe in Jesus Christ, the Savior. He's taking you out of here. We're getting out of here. We're getting out of here. These are the last days. And I think the quicker that we make that a part of our language and our talk, the more powerful in God we're going to become because we're going to recognize and we're going to make up our minds. We're going to say, I'm going to live for Christ now. Maranatha, the Lord's coming. Maranatha, the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. And I want to be ready. Don't you want to be ready? I tell you what, the time for games are over. Game over. You ever play with a kid before and they, you know, they, 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 they lose around and say, game's over. They cut it off. I had a friend named Shannon Reynolds. 
he gets so mad when his team lost in baseball when we go played in a corner lot. When when I was a little boy, I used to play baseball. I used to love baseball, and 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 he had the ball and bat. He'd get mad. He'd be the captain of his team, and then if his team lost, he'd say, "Game over," and he'd take the ball and bat with him, and everybody else standing around with gloves. I mean, what? Not a lot you can do with gloves. Well, I got a glove. Well, we don't have a ball. But I want you to know that in our life right now, we need to make up our minds. Say, game is over. I'm going to serve the Lord with all that is within me. And I tell you, great benefits and rewards with that. The Lord will become so relevant to you, and the joy of the Lord will fill your heart and your life. And the Lord will use you. There's no greater joy than when God works and operates through us. I want you to know that you'll walk away saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And even if you stand up and you witness to someone and they laugh at you and scoff you or make fun of you and tell other people about you and laugh at you, you can walk away with your head up and say, thank you, Lord. That I've been, I put myself in the place that I may be persecuted for your name's sake. We're going to have to change our thinking, thinking that Christianity is popular Real Christianity is not popular now. They're changing the narrative. It's changing. It's changing. But that's okay. That don't scare me. Because all it's going to do is when it gets darker, the light's going to shine brighter. And his church is going to rise up in greater way, in greater form with his anointing. We're going to be in the spirit on the Lord's day. Praise God. As a matter of fact, I want to pray for you right now that you be in the spirit in the Lord's day. Noah, come up and sing that one song. I like it. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Do you really realize what you're singing there when you sing that song? I'm here for you, Lord. You can do what you want to do. I've messed it up. Come and do what you do. We're saying, Lord, I release myself in your presence and your glory. Some of you, some of us here today need to get rid of some junk. Unjunk your brain, your emotions, and just release yourself into the presence of God. God will build you up. Would you just stand with me while they're coming? Set them on.